0: You're listening to the Ghost Goal Podcast. You. 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 Gerard with space, out towards Barros. He's beat Ted through it. The goalkeeper made contact. Luis Garcia was in the line. Gas hooked it away. Goal! The first goal of the semi final is a Liverpool goal. And it's come down to Drogba, who this time is. The fifth penalty taker for Chelsea in the final shootout. He's done it!
1: Premier League returns after an exciting midweek of Champions League action. Man City will look to bounce back from their loss to Lyon by traveling to lowly Cardiff. Southampton are going to travel to Liverpool. Likewise, Wolves to Manchester United. Meanwhile, Tottenham and Chelsea will travel to Brighton and West Ham, respectively. Before Arsenal hosts Everton to close out this weekend's games. I'm Alex here with uh that man as usual, Javier.
2: Andrew's off tonight. Javier, how are you doing man? Doing pretty well tonight. Looking forward to uh getting back to the games this weekend.
1: Yeah, which of uh well which of the Champions League games did you uh catch this week? Any of like the full matches or just kind of like too busy and caught the highlights later?
2: Yeah, I was I was I didn't watch any of the full matches. I watched parts of the Barcelona game, PSG, Liverpool, um parts of the I saw a little bit of the Bayern game I was just flipping around through the games uh, you know when I had time and trying to catch up with the goals and stuff like that but uh, I definitely thought that the PSG Liverpool game was probably the pick of all of them. Uh, I mean yeah
1: that goes without saying Uh, everyone picked that one out before and uh, it did not disappoint but we're going to focus on the Premier League returning this weekend starting Saturday morning Fulham will host Watford Andrew has uh Watford going to Fulham and winning 2-1. I have uh, 1-0 Watford. And Javier, you, uh, you're you showing your belief in Fulham yet again by picking a 2-2 draw between uh, these two sides. What,
2: what makes yeah, think you think Fulham pretty, will be uh, pretty good Pretty evenly enough? matched. Really? Yeah, I think that they'll be pretty evenly matched, especially at home. Fulham Fulham play really well at home and they score goals. I don't think it's possible for Watford to be able to a clean, clean sheet here. And I think it'll either be a 1-1 one, one or 2-2, two, two, but um, it's even possible Fulham win. I, just, I don't see a Watford win. I really don't, but I mean, they're this on is, good form. This but. is one of
1: those tests that uh, we, we've seen them do it, uh, perform pretty well against the top six sides now. But now you wonder like what their approach is going to be going to a team that they should be favored over. You know, Watford are a far more established perennial Premier League uh, side while Fulham have just come up. Obviously, on paper, it looks uh, a little bit more even, but you, like, some, you might dismiss uh, the fact that Fulham's team is still very much uh, getting settled in, while Watford's, I think, is a little bit... You know, there's more continuity to Watford's team. There's not as many new, moving pieces that uh, they've had to like really adjust to. But uh, for Watford, I wonder, like, is Javi Gracia going to be like defensively solid away from home, or is he going to view this as a chance against a lesser team to go forward and, and really take the impetus of the game and try to win it, which in turn could open them up at the back. I, I'm legitimately interested to see how they approach it. Uh, but the, uh, the the away game at Burnley earlier this year, I think tells me that they're going to try and uh, attack. And I think they win this one 1-0. I, 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 I think it's a bit risky too. I, I certainly understand why why you think uh, Fulham will score at home against Watford, but I'm starting to trust this Watford defense again.
2: All right. Are you going to wake up
1: for this one is the real question. Probably not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Just being honest with you, I'm probably not going to no, do probably it. Probably <laughs> not. Definitely not. Moving on to Burnley hosting Bournemouth. The uh, first of the 10 a.m. games, we'll uh, just do a pick them. Andrew has a very disappointing nil-nil from these two sides. Uh, while Bournemouth are flying high near the top of the table right now, I have a 1-1 draw, Burnley getting sort of back on their feet. And uh, Javier, you have a 2-1 Bournemouth.
2: Yeah, I think that they're on great form. Uh, I did put a couple Bournemouth players in my fantasy team, so it may be a little bit hopeful, but uh, (laughs) I'm hoping that they uh, they they keep their form up. And you know, I I I just think that Burnley have been dreadful. They're bottom right now, and I think they're gonna continue this bad run. I don't think that they're just gonna suddenly get out of it. I mean, one one's fair as well. It's not like you know drawing at home is a great result either, but. I, I just think that this Bournemouth side is going to be too much for Burnley right now.
1: This week, I really want to see Burnley return to the the old Burnley that we know and mostly hate <laughs> the the Burnley that's solid right. defensively, makes games choppy and takes the flow out of it. That that, that of course would uh, play more into Bournemouth's hands. So I am so sure Burnley are going to want to turn it into a bit more of a a tussle than a, a track a track meet. So let's move on to the first of the top six games in the Premier League this weekend. Cardiff will host Man City, who are coming off, as you mentioned to me before the podcast started, a fourth successive Champions League loss, losing to Lyon at home today. 2-1 was the score. I didn't uh, catch the game. I just saw they lost 2-1. Very surprising results. I know Lyon are a good side. I'm a a big fan of a few of their players, most notably Berkshire Traore, the former Chelsea player. Uh, But I don't think anyone picked them to start out that well in the Champions League. They haven't started well in the league. And, uh, you know, Man City have dropped points maybe once this season, but otherwise have looked completely dominant. So it was surprising to see them lose. Do you you expect to see that carry over at all into this game at Cardiff?
2: Not really. I think that it's a completely different caliber level opposition. Absolutely. Cardiff and (laughs) Lyon. And I think Manchester City have an up-depth where, you know, they didn't start Aguero uh against leon they started jesus up top and i think that aguero coming back into this game i, I don't think cardiff is gonna be able to he handle was available him. for the leon game right i uh, uh i think he was on the bench yeah. yeah but they started jesus in it right so i think coming back into this game yeah you know, he's their talisman in the league and i i see him getting a couple goals in this at least so i have three nil cardiff Sorry, three nil Manchester City. <laughs> wow. Uh, possibly Cardiff get a goal. You know they have been playing pretty well the last couple of games. Yeah, we were both um, flirting with that idea. Offensively, we? yeah, I was flirting with you know four one or three nil. But I'll I'll trust the city get back to their uh, Javier. Why don't
1: I uh, rewind back dominant to, to last week or even earlier this week. When you, you, you said on the podcast, I wish I had trusted my gut and picked that card goal because they were good for it. The only reason I remember that word for word is because I edited it <laughs> and I heard it like twice, and I was and uh, yeah, I was thinking was, that going was, into this game. I was like, "What if Cardiff like just have a set piece, just falls to the right player, and they just get a tap it? And
2: look, they just conceded two goals to Lyon. You know, like th- this defense isn't yeah, sorted out right City's now. City's defense
1: is—it's got like a gaff or two in it. Probably usually not enough that you can rely on them to to win a game against City, uh, right? But I think there might might be enough chances for Cardiff to take advantage of 1, even if it's 3-0 in the middle of the second half and Cardiff get a goal back and it reawakens City to win 5-1. That's a very realistic scoreline. I, however, am not ballsy enough to take it. I'm taking 4-0. Andrew has 5-0 Man City. And, of course, Javier, as you mentioned earlier, you have 3-0 Man City. Moving on to Crystal Palace hosting Newcastle Saturday at 10 a.m., Andrew has 1-1 Crystal Palace. I have 2-0 Crystal Palace, continuing Newcastle's miserable start to the season. And uh, Javier, what do you have?
2: Uh, I've got 1-0 Palace. Yeah, I think Newcastle keep up their bad start. And Palace, these are the games they got to win. So at home versus... Fellow, you know, struggling side, they got to win this. So I, th- I think they do it. I got one 0 one nil Palace. There's been
1: a lot made of uh, Wilfred Zaha's uh, treatment on Premier League fields recently. I think uh, Palace launched an official complaint to the Premier League, just bringing attention to the fact they feel like Zaha's being intentionally targeted by uh, by teams uh, and being fouled, and it's very dangerous or something like that. And that they they, they expect the Premier League to keep up the same. Level of officiating with him that they would with anyone else, and as someone who just watched Chelsea uh, go to Newcastle a few weeks ago and have Eden Hazard uh, hacked to shit uh, over ninety minutes against Newcastle, uh, I can I can tell Palace fans that they should expect more of that treatment this weekend uh, from Newcastle, who are looking for oh, any definitely. sort of points at this uh, at this point of their season. Leicester City are going to host Huddersfield at 10 a.m. Andrew has two 0 Leicester City. Uh, he is, remember, this is the same man who had uh, like three one Leicester City uh, at Bournemouth last weekend. We all know how that ended—a four a two loss for the for the, the Foxes. I too am believing in Leicester City because Huddersfield's you know, what, what threat is there to offer there? Maybe like you know, one mistake from Leicester lets Huddersfield in, and I, uh, I still think Leicester has the quality to win it two one. Javier,
2: yeah, I have three one Leicester. I agree with that all right the final five
1: games of this Premier League weekend let's dive into all five of them Liverpool will host Southampton at 10 a.m on Saturday our co-host Andrew has uh, sent us his thoughts uh,
0: Andrew what's up guys Andrew here in New York follow me on Twitter at Andrew ASmos 92 at Ghost Gold pod uh, that's all of us. Whatever. Anyways, uh, Liverpool take on Southampton at 10 a.m. on Saturday. Thank God the Reds haven't lost to the Saints since March of 2016 in the Premier League. There was a uh, League Cup semi final loss in there, but it's not what we're talking about today. Uh, this should be a pretty easy result for Liverpool. Not really too worried about the Saints. I know they've played better, but one of their best. Uh, the, They've gotten three goals and five appearances from uh, Danny Ings, who's no longer eligible to play in this game because he's still on loan from Liverpool. So, uh excited, think that they can do well um, and I think Jurgen Klopp needs to rotate his squad a little bit. I do think that they will win this one, but I think that they're going to need to rotate the squad and the player I think most likely needed to be rotated is one Mohamed Salah, who has not been on point the last three or four games and his chemistry with, Mohamed, with uh, Sadio Mane and Roberto Firmino has also been uh, something that people are concerned about, enough so that people are on Twitter saying that Salah doesn't get along with his teammates. I think that's just a whole a lot of bullshit but uh I do think that you have a guy like Jared and Shakiri. Jared and Shaqiri is capable of taking down a team like Southampton Sadio Mane has been in great form Roberto Firmino will he start I think you'll still see Daniel Sturridge out there just to be safe I know we saw Firmino get the uh stoppage time winner against PSG uh not to brag but I called that their midfield will be garbage at Javier get a Twitter please uh but I think that's going to be the biggest thing for Liverpool. They're going to run them over in the midfield. Probably see Naby Keita come back in. Maybe we see Fabinho. Not sure about that one yet. Probably the same back four. I think this is a handily easy win. Probably the easiest win Liverpool have had since West Ham on week one. I'm going to say 3-0 for the Reds. Uh, And back to the guys. Thanks, Andrew. Javier, Andrew brings up a point that I, uh, or a
1: proposal that I wasn't really quite considering myself, but it doesn't sound too insane given uh, just objectively how he played. Does Mohamed Salah need to sit a game out, maybe? Does he have his performances maybe. in order to be treated fairly? Does he need to be taken out of the team just for a game before uh, maybe rested this weekend and then plays both games against Chelsea next week in the, the Carabao Cup in the Premier League?
2: Yeah, I mean, it looks like when they have someone like Shakiri as a backup, um, I mean, you don't lose that much, actually, when you lose Salah. So, I mean, as crazy as that sounds, he's a great backup for him. So, you know, this this could be a game that maybe they, they rest him, they bring him on, you know, if, they, if they're having any trouble. Even if they're not, they can just bring him on in the 60th minute and he'll terrorize Southampton for 30 minutes. Yeah, I think maybe he needs a rest, but I think he's just, I think people are expecting him to be scoring every game again, and that's not... Realistic, if you're not Messi and Ronaldo, so I think this is a bit more of what the type of form and the type of player that he is. You know, he's he's always a huge threat on the counter. He he creates chances. He scores goals. But I you know I I see him getting maybe 18, 20 goals this season. I, I don't see another 43, 45 goal season. Um, you know I I I can't see that again. If he does that again, I mean the guy the guy's you know incredible, amazing, but you know, I think like Mares, I think he'll still show that he's a really good player, but he won't be able to repeat that st- crazy form again. So basically, you just believe it's a return to the mean. Um, yes, I, just, <clears throat> I think this, this is... Last year it was he a he
1: statistical did. anomaly. It was an outlier. And yeah. now this is who he is. I don't want to completely disagree with that, but I will say that the... I didn't think the criticism of Salah for those first couple of games of the season, where I think he scored two in the first three games or something like that, and had like a couple of assists, maybe I didn't think those were valid. But his performances recently, the Tottenham chances he missed, the frankly the the turnovers he had that led to Mbappe's equalizing goal against PSG. They were downright awful, and if you are being fair to everyone in the squad and uh, and and giving and doling out chances and taking away opportunities based off of merit, then I think it's absolutely fair to sit him, especially against a perceived. Lesser opponent in Southampton at home. There, there shouldn't be too much threat in Liverpool losing this game, especially with Danny Ings missing, as Andrew mentioned. So, yeah, Sit Salah. Maybe he doesn't like it, but uh, maybe that's what it takes to refocus him and get him ready for those two pretty big games against Chelsea. That um, I'm sure Liverpool fans, like Chelsea fans, will say they don't really care much about the Carabao Cup, but I, I think we're both going to be looking to win both those games just to get an early season edge over the other. So the, those are on the horizon for Jurgen Klopp. Let's get to our score predictions. Andrew has 3-0. I can't remember if he mentioned it on the recording or not, but uh, that's his prediction. I have 2-0 Liverpool. I think they'll struggle to break down Southampton's uh, pretty low block. I've been surprised by how okay Southampton have been defensively this year, and I think they should just fight, fight it out for a 2-0 loss. Javier, what do you have?
2: I have 3-1 Liverpool, I think. Charlie Austin... Southampton have been decent on offense, and they actually played really well last game, and were unlucky not to score more goals. So uh, I I think they can they can get one against Liverpool here.
1: Moving on to the final 10 a.m. game on Saturday, Manchester United hosting Wolves. This is a uh, this is a tasty one. I'm a, I'm a fan of this. I, I may watch this over any of the other 10 a.m. games. Uh, I, I I thought about predicting. Two two, Man United Wolves, but I think Man United are fully off of the the struggle bus. I think they're back, they're back on track. They had the what was it, three nil win against uh, Young Boys in uh, in Switzerland earlier today, and uh, they will of course host their first game uh, since the three nil loss to Tottenham a few weeks ago. So I'm sure they're going to want to get their home form right back on track. Javier, what do you have predicted for this game?
2: I have 2-0 United. I do like how Wolves have been playing this season and you know, the way that they've approached games against bigger teams and but I just think that meant the way Manchester United play and the manager they have, um, I think he, he he'll just know how to he'll know how to play against this team. Maybe because I'm thinking a little bit because Mourinho's, you know, Portuguese manager and he knows a lot of the players on the other team and has studied them before and I just think that they'll, he'll do well against their, their style of play. So I, I, I have a shout-out for Manchester United. Like you said, I think they're back on track. I think that they got um, you know Martial scoring. They got Pogba getting some goals. I think that if this team can get their front line and their midfield getting goals, then they're going to be a scary team. So I have faith that they can keep their form up and get get another win here.
1: I think you'll know within the first 10 minutes of this, match, uh, this match's start, uh, whether it's going to be a tough game for United or a really, really difficult one. And I anticipate Wolves being at least nothing else but proactive and being like very energetic. And if United's players aren't up to that task, even at home, we've seen they've they've been able to slip up and draw games from time to time. So I, I do believe in United getting a 2-1 win here, but I think it's going to be like a difficult, hard-fought uh, 2-1 win. Uh, Andrew agrees with me. He has United winning 2-1. And let's move on to Saturday's noon kickoff. Well, 1230 to be precise. Uh, Brighton hosting a struggling Tottenham who who have lost their last three games, uh, their last two in the Premier League. And then obviously that 2-1 come from behind lost Inter Milan at the San Siro on Tuesday night. This isn't an easy one. I I don't remember exactly how Tottenham did at Brighton last season, but uh, Brighton have shown, especially against the likes of Man United, they're, they're, perfectly willing and able and uh, capable of upsetting the natural order of things against top six opponents. If they don't come uh, with their best, with their best foot forward. I'm the only one though, who has Tottenham dropping points here. You and Andrew seem to be pretty, uh, pretty much in agreement that you think this will be the bounce back game for Tottenham. Why is that?
2: Well, I have, I have two, one Tottenham, but I think it's going to be a really difficult game. I mean, I think that they're definitely going to be a little bit hung over from that midweek. Um, you know, come from behind victory from Inter Milan at the San Siro. And, you know, they probably put out a lot of effort in that game. And, you know, Pochettino did rotate a little bit, so I'm not too worried about them. But I think that Tottenham is one of those teams where I don't really think it matters if they're home or away right now. I think that they bring the same game every time. And... I I like them getting a result here. They usually beat these teams. Um, They usually don't drop points against them. Funny enough that, I mean, Watford, I think, are a little bit better than Brighton, but maybe you could put them at a similar level. Um, So maybe I didn't learn my lesson the first time this season in trusting Spurs. I, I still trust them a little bit. But if they don't get a win here, then I'm definitely gonna be off the Spurs train and and start looking at this team a little differently because right now they're definitely they're definitely you know wavering and this is this is a big game for them. They really got to get a win here to get back on track.
1: I know I know it's a shock that I'm uh, off the Tottenham bandwagon already as a Chelsea fan, uh, but it's not it's not just that they've lost their last three games. It's the manner of which they've lost them. All right. three games, they have not played well. All three games, even even leading against uh, Inter for much of the second half, Tottenham did not play well.
2: They may be manufactured. They didn't really create much. They, I did see most of that game, actually. I, I
1: saw that. I, I watched that game too. That game and the PSG Liverpool game were the two that I watched yesterday and not really any from today. But they manufactured that one excellent chance and that great ball from Christian Eriksen to Harry Kane in the first half that he somehow managed to not score when we've seen him just sort of caress that into the far corner so many times. Other than that, they they, they really have not created much and Harry Kane has barely had a look in at goal. It looks like uh, the
2: August curse moved to September this year. <laughs> it just moves down a month every year. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was like, alright, you got rid of your August curse, now it's going to be September that you never scored in. Kane just has uh, this virus that infected him. But yeah, no, I, I think I think Spurs get back on track here, but I think it's going to be difficult, like you said. And Brighton have been really good at home, so I, I can't see a shutout for for Spurs. We all have Brighton scoring, um, but if they do find a way to win here, I think you know that, that it'll be a big win for them. Andrew has Tottenham winning. Uh, I mean, he could probably tell us whether
1: he thinks it's going to be a close three one or a blowout three one. But Andrew has Tottenham winning three one. I have a one one draw. Tottenham continuing to struggle. And Javier, as you said, you have 2-1 Tottenham winning away from home. Let's move to Sunday. West Ham hosting Chelsea in a, a London derby. It's at 8.30 on Sunday morning. I will be up for that one. Actually, I think that's going to be the main reason why I'm not waking up at 7.30 in the morning the previous day. Because, you know, daddy's got to get his sleep. And... Uh, I'm not waking up. I'm I'm not waking up at 7:30 on a Saturday and then 8:30 on a Sunday. You know, I'm getting my sleep one of those days. So uh, Sunday will not be that day. I will be up ready for uh, Chelsea. Andrew has a very convincing 4-1 win for for uh, Chelsea. Um, yeah, well, I was I was going to talk about that. That's like, uh, more belief than it's I'm a showing. Disrespectful. Well, yeah. you know, West Ham defensively, like they're going to get torn apart. It's whether our defense uh, will be able to travel. At all, you know. Go. I know. uh, Sorry, West Ham isn't a difficult place to go and play, but you know, despite that, we've managed to lose there uh, in the past calendar year. So yeah, you guys usually struggle with West Ham. So I'm like, I mean, okay, struggle is a strong word. We usually beat them, but it's always hard fought. It's never like it's never us beating them. An easy game. It's never four one. You know, it's
2: always right. It's not Liverpool West Ham. Right. Yeah. But or Arsenal West Ham.
1: Right. So. I have Chelsea winning 2-1. Um, interested to see the uh, the Europa League squad tomorrow. We, I think it's going to be a pretty strong team, but uh, Eden Hazard didn't travel, so he's going to get his rest. And, uh, That's good. That Louise didn't travel either. So, uh, but there will be a number of other first-team regulars who will have to play Thursday and then again on Sunday morning. So uh, I, that will be interesting to see which of those players uh, that will be and how they handle it. How good of a chance do you give West Ham's attack, and and you know what, I'll lump in their midfield too. How how good of a chance do you give West Ham's midfield and forward lines to score goals against this Chelsea backline?
2: I think West Ham's midfield is trash and their defense is trash, but uh, like they their their backline players, uh, most of them are either old or they're new to the league. You know, they're either 33, 31, or they are fresh to the league. Same thing with the midfield players. Um, So I think they're going to need time to gel. But I think their forward line is actually where they actually have a chance to get something from this game. And I think Arnautovic, I think I'm going to pick him as my my fantasy pick of the week. Um, Look at him. He played fantastic in the last game. He he gave a super selfish... um, or unselfish assist uh, last week to, I think, who, who was it that he gave it to? Yarmolenko, Yarmolenko yeah, who got a brace. Um, and Yarmolenko looked fantastic in that game too. And it looks like those two um, might be forming a really good partnership. And I think that if this West Ham team is going to get anything from games, it's going to be scoring goals. So I have, I have 3-2 Chelsea. I think this is going to be a fun one to watch. And I think it's going to be goals on both sides. But I think Chelsea will just be a little bit too good in the end. And yeah, I got I have them winning three two here, but I think West Ham are going to start shoring up their home form. I think that they're going to start making games a lot harder for teams at home, and they're definitely going to be scoring goals at them. I think they're going to be you know similar to like a Fulham, where you're you're if you're going to go there, you're probably not going to get a clean sheet. You know, you're you're going to concede a goal or two when you go to West Ham or Fulham. So yeah, I have three two Chelsea, but I think it's going to be hard, like you said. The the main reason I'm I'm pretty confident in Chelsea getting the
1: win here even though I haven't necessarily reflected that in the uh, prediction is is mainly because I don't think West Ham and uh, Manuel Pellegrini at the minute are going to have any sort of uh, intention of parking the bus and playing defensively for long periods of time
2: oh definitely
1: not they're at home, they don't want to play that way anyway they want to go out and attack so if they're going to approach the game that way they don't have the players to play that way Right. They yeah. don't. But at the same time, they're going to try to anyway, because that's how Manuel Pellegrini wants to play. And they just went to Everton playing that way and uh, won the game 3-1. So I'm sure they're going to continue what's uh, recently worked for them. But obviously against uh, a better team in Chelsea and a team that will uh, be far better at keeping possession of the ball and, uh, and far more lethal in making uh, taking advantage of your mistakes – I'm confident that even if we do have a few glaring misses in this game, we'll create enough chances against a, a bad West Ham backline to to at least score twice and win two one. Uh, so let's move on to the final game of the weekend. Arsenal hosting Everton Sunday at 11 a.m. I can't decide which one of those two Sunday games I'm uh, more excited for because those are two pretty
2: those are two pretty like entertaining games. I feel like. Yeah, I think that I think the Arsenal Everton game is going to be really fun too.
1: Yeah, and I know Everton do not have a good record against Arsenal at all in recent times, especially not at the Emirates. Yeah. They, what was it last year? They, Five? now? I, I
2: don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember them ever getting a point at the Emirates. Like, I really don't. I really don't. I can't recall them in recent memory getting a point at the Emirates. They we have dropped points to them away from home, but. Yeah, I think it's going to be really, really tough for them. This is the returner for Charlson, who the last we saw of him, he was you know with the Brazilian national team, scoring on his debut and stuff. So, you know, I'm sure he's going to be flying high, raring to go in this game. And he did score against us last year. Right. He's uh, definitely scoring Watford. in this game. He's probably going to score. Like we're probably not going to be able to handle him. And you know, I, I I had really high hopes for him last year, and it seems like he's living up to it this year. He's really stepping up. And you know, if this guy can get 18, 20 goals for Everton, I mean, this guy could be, could be starting on the Brazilian national team. You know, he, he was given the number nine shirt. You know, maybe maybe he becomes competitions for for Jesus. You know, who knows? I forget Bobby Firmino. Um, it's it's pretty Bobby high praise. Firmino, but I have
1: uh, has put his best yeah, foot forward.
2: All three of those, but I mean, when you got when you have in the national team, you have you know. More and more players playing really well in the league. It, it just gives you more options and makes everyone else step up. So it's only a good thing for Brazil. But I have um, I have two one Arsenal. I think I don't think it's going to be an easy game. I think this is a way better Everton than last year. Um, even the year before. This this probably the last couple of years. This this is a this is a really good Everton side. Um, it looks like they've. Found more of a you know solid base than they did last year, and attacking wise, they're significantly better. The balance, you know, they're still not the getting. balance seems they're better. They're still not getting output from uh, from Tosun, their striker, but you know their wingers are scoring goals. Uh, Walcott and Richarlison. so and, and their midfield as well. Sigurdsson. Sigurdsson
1: just got his first goal of the uh, season last yeah. week. Yeah, they have a a a,
2: they a, have a potent lot of threats. looking
1: front line on paper. But you worry about obviously as you mentioned, Tossoon's poor form to start the year, and I don't think it's a guarantee that someone like Theo Walcott goes back to Arsenal and plays well. Like I Oh no, definitely. Like I feel not. like he could yes. definitely just be one of those players who just falls flat in his face as soon as the stakes are raised and he's in a big game like this.
2: Uh, yeah, but they're going to be looking to him, being like, you know, give us, give us the secrets, help us out here. I'm sure they're they're going to be asking him a lot of questions. Like, I didn't for play this under
1: Emery. If it was still Wenger, I'd help you. <laughs> Everything's <right>. changed. <laughs> so uh, I have three two Arsenal. Pretty much the same scoreline you picked uh, for Chelsea. Everton are perfectly capable of getting a couple of goals out of this. I don't know oh, I don't know when those definitely. goals will come and whether the game will be out of hand by the time they come. And it just sort of gets them back to uh, scaring you guys a little bit. But I worry about the health of Everton's back line. I think it's been Mason Holgate and uh, Kurt Zuma a lot recently as the two center backs. Uh, Seamus Coleman's been rotated a bit uh, with Patty Kenny at right back. And then uh, Lucas Digne has come in for Leighton Baines in a few games. So, you're not really sure what the, the settled back four is that's definitely going to start this game, but there's not great matchups out wide for Everton against Arsenal's uh, wide players, no matter who they start. I mean, maybe Seamus Coleman is probably best suited to uh, hold his own in this game, but I don't really trust Leighton Baines pace-wise up against like Hector Bellerin or someone like that. And uh, the, the younger players that could rotate in at those positions just don't have the experience yet. So uh, I have Arsenal winning a shootout 3-2.
2: Also, I think uh, another interesting question in this game is, does Torreira finally get his first start? You he know, has to, right? Uh, I'm, I'm, but I'm sure he's going to start in the Europa League. Right. So maybe right. he'll bench him again. I don't know. Are you playing at home, um, at least, in the Europa League? Uh, I think we're playing at home, yeah versus a the, really bad yeah, team no no travel you can play two uh two games Thursday and Sunday yeah, he can definitely play uh play two games but I I really hope he starts I think that we look a lot better with him in the midfield with Xhaka um Xhaka seemed to have found his form again in the last Oh ah, yeah you've forgiven
1: Xhaka all is forgiven he scored a goal in the last well, game it's well, okay
2: I, I no. I did I did say that I wanted to see him with Torreira that I didn't think it was just all oh, was lost for him. But I just didn't like that Torreira wasn't starting. You know, either Guendouzi or Shaka needed to be benched for him. I didn't mind which one. Um, it looks like Guendouzi's cooled off a little bit uh, from his initial uh, season form. And it still looks like he's going to be a really good player for us. But I don't know if he should be starting week in and week out. But yeah, I think it's it's going to be either. We still have a couple of questions about that. Ozil played pretty well. He's probably going to start again, uh, keep Mkhitaryan out of the team. But, yeah, I think it's going to be really difficult to handle. If, if Ozil's on his day and if Torreira starts, I, I don't see anything but an Arsenal and win. And Ozil,
1: I feel like, usually plays pretty well against Everton. Yes.
2: Yeah, the Everton have struggled uh, the to, get, uh, well to
1: get a lot of pressure on him when he's on the ball, which is pretty much the uh, the first bullet point in the game plan against uh, Mesut Ozil. But, uh, yeah, we both have Arsenal wins. Andrew has a 2-2 draw, which I don't think is a bad uh, pick either. I'm just not willing to bet against uh, recent history just quite yet. So uh, I'll I'll give Arsenal the benefit of the doubt and uh, say 3-2 to them. That about wraps it up for us here at the Ghost Goal Podcast. Thank you for sitting in and uh, listening to our uh, Week 6 previews. Javier, thanks for for hanging out with us this evening.
2: Yeah, it was fun, man. Well, uh, can't wait for these games. Just back in the back in the swing Thursday Europa League Premier League you feel, you feel good about got, these picks got games twice a week now it's nice you feel good
1: about these picks the uh, you think you're going to keep your lead this weekend uh, we'll see. I don't feel as good this week as I did last week. I There's was... some tough ones to pick. I'm not very optimistic about a lot of these. But
2: look, when you're winning, when you're winning the week, like with one right score prediction and the other two commentators got zero, it's like, all right, well, like it's not like that big of an achievement. Well, why, I, won, I mean, that's you know? why
1: uh, it's important just to aim to get like two right, and if you get two right, you right. probably got to get win.
2: like two or three to be like I had a good week. Yeah. You know? All right,
1: Javier. Thanks, man. We'll be back, of course, on uh, either late Sunday night or late Monday night. Keep an eye out for our weekend recaps for Javier. I'm Alex. Follow us uh, at asmos92, at andrewbasaro on Twitter, at those same handles on Instagram, and then plus at javierrev9 for uh, Javier on Instagram. Uh, obviously, at Coast pod on Instagram, too. Uh, go rate, comment. Subscribe to us on uh, iTunes if you comment and rate. It helps new listeners uh, find the podcast when they search Soccer Pods. Ours pops up more often for the more it gets uh, commented and rated. So, uh, yeah, go do that, even if it's something stupid. I don't, we don't really care. Just give us a rating. And uh, until next time,
0: see ya.